0: I don't know who put the railing up, but thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, brother Matthew, brother Matthew, thank you. That's greatly appreciated. Um, brother Dying says, "You going to preach this morning?" I says, "Only if God shows up." <laughs> because if you're up here and you're trying to bring God's word. If the spirit is not in you, if it's not touching you and touching other people, then you're a and you're not preaching. You've got to have that spirit in there. I may talk a few minutes before I get going, but one of my favorite songs by Casting Crown is Nobody. And every time I, look, I go through my Facebook and when I see that I have to stop them and listen to that song. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul. You might say he rescued me. I was on the way to a sinner's hell. If I hadn't had that rescuing grace of Jesus Christ. Today, if I would die, I would go to a sinner's hell. You know, the Bible is a great book. It's a mystery. It's war stories. It's a love story. It's directions all in one. And it's filled with the grace of God. I was thinking about this and, and it's been three or four weeks since I was asked to preach and, and you wrestle with subjects and you are trying to get ready to preach. I found this one the first off, and, and I started studying on it, and something else popped in my mind, and I started looking at that. And and I said, Father, I need to know. I don't want to get up there with Dean. I don't want Dean to bring the message. I want you to bring the message. Yeah. Because what Dean brings will be a Bible. What you bring will be total, honest truth. You know, Many places in the Bible we see rescues happening. God sends things down. The children that were leaving Egypt and he was up against the Red Sea, you talk about troubles, they had a sea in front of them and Egyptian army behind them. God came down and he rescued them. He gave them the way through their problems. He helped them. He, He even destroyed the whole Egyptian army in the process. And they go on over in the promised land or, or work towards it. And then they go to another river needed to cross this. And God split that river just like he did the other one. And they crossed over it on dry land. You go on through the Bible. You read more places where God sent to rescue down. You look at Daniel. He was a, a man of God. He was doing what God told him to do. And he was there was an edict made. Evening, and he said, if anybody... Worships anybody or asks a petition of any God besides your God, Nebuchadnezzar, let him be thrown into a Den of Lions. Nebuchadnezzar in his old pride, he says, Hey, we'll do that. But he didn't realize it wasn't Nebuchadnezzar, it was the one that, the Persian after him. For, forgive me, I get an angel mixed up sometimes. But this man didn't want to do this. And Daniel says, Let it be done. Let it be done. If God can save me, he will save me. And that night Daniel slept upon a lion's skin with The three Hebrew children, they didn't refuse to bow down to the idol. And they threw him into a lake of fire. Or a furnace of fire. I think it was seven times hotter than it should be heated. They walked out without even a smell of smoke on it. And the old king looked down and he says, Hey, wait a minute, didn't we throw three in there? Well, I see four in there right now, and the fourth one is like the Son of God. Sisters, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you are lost, if you have never accepted the atoning work that he did on the cross of Calvary, you're in greater danger than any one of these heroes were. They were just in danger of dying and going to heaven. You are in danger of dying and going to hell. The Bible teaches me that hell is a temporary place. If you read over Revelation, he says he threw death and hell into the lake of fire. You say, well, what is hell? It's a hot place, but what is it? It's the worst thing you could ever experience. It is hundreds and hundreds of times worse than anything you could ever experience. But the worst part of hell is that you'll be separated from the one that loves you. You say, well, I'll have plenty of of company down there. No, you won't. There'll be people around you, but you don't want to be with them. They won't be coming to you because they'll be suffering and complaining about the same thing you are. And the sinner, Jesus Christ, came into this world as a little baby. He was born and laid in a manger. Thirty years he worked with his helped his family in the family business, which was carpentry. And when he was thirty years old, he took up his cross. He was talking about singing about the Spirit a while ago. When Jesus was thirty years old, the Spirit came down and laid on him like a dove. And from that moment on, Jesus Christ pointed his way to the cross of Calvary. Three years and approximately six months later, he was led to a cross on Calvary. He was given or giving a way that sinner you can be returned to Jesus Christ and God. He let you decide that answer. You can either decide to live forever, or you can decide to die forever. I don't know why God has given messages. I don't know why God places things on people's mind to say or do, but they're there for a purpose. I don't know if there's even a sinner in the house as morning. Well. But God does. God knows everything. He knows the number of the hair on your head. He knows what you're going to do three months from now. He knows what you're going to do three minutes from now. He also knows what you did 30 years ago. Son, I beg of you this morning. I beg of you to turn loose of the world and reach out and take Jesus Christ in hands. I beg of you, Christian, that if you have something in your heart, that should not be there. If you've turned away from God in the least little way, you know we are prone to fail, just like everybody else. We can fall short. We can come up short. But we can also ask for forgiveness, and God is quick and just to forgive forgiveness. A lot of times we say, "Well, that was just a little sin. That was nothing big." But in God's eyes, there's no such thing as a little sin. They're all sins. So if You're here, and you have something between you and God this morning. If you're living a life of a lie, you pretend to be something you're not being. If you pretend to be right with God and you're not, please, don't put it off. The shame is putting it off. We all sin. We all come short. We all fail. But God will forgive you. He is there. He is able to forgive. My father owns cattle on a thousand hills. He will take care of you in the least thing. How many times have you put your life in God's hands? How many times have you said, Father, it's yours. I can't do anything about it. I can't do enough to be saved. I can't live close enough to be perfect. But God can. We commit sin each and every day. My father spoke this world into existence. My father made a way that when we do sin and come short, that we can seek this face and ask for forgiveness, and he will forgive us. My father made a way that you could be saved from the sinner's hell. He made that way through offering his son to take our place take our punishment on the cross of Calvary. So if you're here this morning, if you need the saving grace of Jesus Christ, it's His grace, His unmitigated favor that saves us. If we got what we deserved, every one of us would go to a sinner's hell. Because we are nobody I'm trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul. He is there. He is just. He will forgive us. He will embrace us. He will put his arm around you and, and say, my child, I am with you. All you've got to do is depend on me and lean on me. Yeah, you may go your way, you may backside, but I am still here. Come back to me, child by the grace of God I am what I am. So again I pray if you need prayer if you need forgiveness for something you said or done or something you have been told to do by God that you didn't do, he will forgive you. Or if you're here and you do not know Jesus Christ and a free pardon of your sin come up We're going to have an altar call. Come up, surrender yourself to Jesus Christ. Let Him come in. Let Him fill you with His Spirit. Let Him give His grace to you. Let Him turn you from a sinner into a saint. And He can do that in a heartbeat. So if you're here this morning, please, don't turn away. We never know when God's grace is going to be pulled from us. Over at Springfield one time, he was praying, and this young man had gone to the altar a few times before, and every time he would get up and say, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. The last time I ever seen the young man, and it's sad, it breaks my heart but he said this, he says, I've gone too far. I've denied Him too many times, I will never be saved. That is the saddest words that anybody can say. I have gone too far, and God will not save me now. So don't cut it off. Don't deny Jesus Christ. Don't deny God. Seek Him while you can still find Him. We don't have a promise for the next breath. So please, please, don't put it on. Seek Jesus Christ and you be found. I believe I said what God had me to say. I never was a long-winded preacher. When I first started preaching, it aggravated me. I thought I should preach forever. But the pastor says, you preach what God gives you and let the rest of it go. Amen. So I don't know who's going to lead the song for the order call, but I do know we're going to have an altar call. <laughs>